What's going on, everybody? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the latest installment of the Man Cave Huddle. And I am your host, Greg. Now, it's that time of the year where the leaves start to turn a little bit brown, but they haven't yet. When you wake up in the morning, you feel that little bit of briskness in the air. It's not that heat that you feel all day, all night. You know what that means? Football's around the corner. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm here to talk about the NFL football, specifically the New York Football Jets. That's right. This episode, I want to break down the Jets training camp or their summer camp as well as their schedule. I'm going to go through each position group. I'm going to go through each game and let you know what I think about this team this upcoming season. But before I begin, this Adam Gase-led team, I feel, will be the better football team out of the two football teams in New York. And I'm a Giants fan saying this. This team is loaded with talent, top-heavy. They don't have a lot of depth. But I will say, if their talent plays up to what people expect them to, this is a very dangerous team. This is a very good team. Let's start off with the quarterback position. Now, Sam Darnold last year came in, started, and proved that he is the guy. But how much of this Adam Gase offense can he pick up? And can he not only pick up the offense, but pick up where he left off last year? Because last year, he did give you signs of, hey, you know what? We got a player. This is the type of quarterback where each year, if he gets better, he could be a Jet for the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah, you got solid veterans like Trevor Simeon, Davis Webb, Luke Falk backing him up. But it's all about Sam Darnold. And when you move on to the running back position, this is a position that's going to greatly help Sam Darnold, especially when you have a player like Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is a straight-up stud. Before he took off last year due to contract disputes that he had with the Pittsburgh Steelers, he was considered, if not the best running back in the league. This guy is a stud and can truly change the dynamic of the offense with his rushing and receiving skills. Because, you know, this guy, he, he can rush for 80, 90 yards in a game, and in the same game, reception yards go for 30, 40 yards. And I'm talking about when it's third and seven, Sam Darnold could dump it down to Le'Veon Bell and catch a quick 15 and keep the chains moving. That not only creates confidence for the quarterback that he can make plays within the offense that elevates his passing completion percentage. Behind him, they, they, the Jets signed Ty Montgomery. Unfortunately, he got released last year from the Green Bay Packers by making an egregious mistake by taking a field go- by taking a kickoff out of the end zone, which he shouldn't have done. But he's talented. To Le'Veon Bell's in between the tackle running style. Ty Montgomery is that lightning outside of the tackles and was a receiver in college, so you know that's his forte. And you also have Belial for all my house party fans. Belial, Belial, Powell, and and Elijah McGuire. So the running back position, you got a steady stable. You have some variety. You have a couple fruit groups there that can really prove to be a steady to this offense. Now let's talk about receivers. Now, when you talk about receivers, there's really no number one on this 
receiving group, but as a as a group, they're gonna have to produce. And amongst this group, you have Robbie Anderson who could provide and show that he could be a deep threat. But with Quincy Anunia coming back from the injury, the neck injury that he has, how much or will he produce this season? And Jamison Crowder, he's a guy that's a slot receiver that is that 5'10 shifty guy that could really pick up first downs along with Le'Veon Bell and can really get those in-space plays. But, I mean, he's more of a, 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 of a player that can really make plays if Sam Darnold could find him in those seams. Now, when we go to the tight end, Coming into the season, I thought that the Jets found their tight end, and they did, and Chris Herndon, who was projected to be the starter. But, unfortunately, he's going to miss four games for violating the NFL substance abuse policy. Now, what does that mean? That means you're going to have players like Trayvon Wesco, Daniel Brown, and Eric Tomlinson fighting not only for a position spot on the team, not just to be the backup, but who's going to start that first game. I mean, with Trayvon Wesco, whose strength is blocking, could be asked to do more. Can he? Will he? We'll find out. Daniel Brown, who's impressed in the offseason program, he's going to be given a chance at this starting tight end position. Can he? Will he? We'll find out. But that's a group where can they hold the fort down until... Chris Herndon comes back. Chris Herndon, that guy is a serious player. A lot of talent. But like I said, that wide receiver core as a group needs to produce. The running backs, they will produce. The tight end, find somebody to produce. (laughs) When you get to the offensive line, Kelvin Beecham is going to be one tackle. You have Kalichi Osemele at one guard and Brian Winters at the other guard. Now, well, Calvin Beecham, Osimele, and Brian Winters, and Brandon Shell at the other tackle. These guys aren't really household names. These guys aren't considered the tops of their positions. But what they need to do this year as a collective unit, they all need to play solid. Because the offensive line last year could have played better. And I believe that this year they will play better. Because when you got a, a, a bell cow like Le'Veon Bell, uh, now a proven quarterback And Sam Darnold, I believe that this offensive line is going to play a lot better than they did last year. And initially, you had Jonathan Harrison, who's projected to be your day one starter at center. But the Giants went out and found themselves a retired center, former Carolina Panther center, Ryan Khalil. Now, he's he's an anchor. He's a veteran, been through it all, seen it all. And I believe he's also a teammate of Sam Darnold when they were at USC together. Now, that lets you know what they thought about this offensive line coming into the season where they asked the guy pretty much that was retired to come join the team. Now, in my opinion, the center is the most important position on the offensive line. And if Ryan Khalil could come in and solidify that and communicate and be the leader, that bodes well for this offensive line. And let's not, let's also keep in mind, Le'Veon Bell will help this offensive line look better because Le'Veon Bell is the type where he's very patient. All you need to do is block the guy in front of you. 
Le'Veon will find a hole and he'll get busy. So that is also a mitigating factor that will allow that offensive line to really gel. Now, when you switch sides of the ball and you go to the defense, I mean, you got the Williams brothers in Leonard Williams and Quinton Williams, no relation, but Leonard Williams coming in at one defensive end, playing in the last year of his rookie deal. When you got a player like that, you can expect a good year because he wants to get paid. So when you have him going to ball out this year and you have the third overall pick coming out of Alabama, Quentin Williams, playing at nose tackle. And let me tell you something. All Quentin Williams needs to do is be the stud that he was at Alabama and this defensive line is going to be okay. It's going to be okay because Leonard Williams is a handful and now you got Quentin Williams who, if he just plays... The way he did at Bama, he's going to be more than a handful. And when you got Henry Anderson, who's Henry Anderson? He's only the other defensive end. But when you sit there and think to yourself, they're going to double-team Leonard Williams. Is Quentin Williams going to deserve a double-team? Henry Anderson is going to have to get busy. And what he's going to need to do is build off of those 32, 35 uh, tackles that he had last year and seven sacks and prove that last year wasn't a fluke, that he turned the corner that he can really be a player for this team. Because if he can, now you're looking at a very productive defensive line for the New York Giants. And when you look at these uh, off-the-ball linebackers, Jets have some issues. C.J. Mosley, stud, veteran, came over from Baltimore, can really, really be the leader of that defense within that front seven. But unfortunately, Avery Williams suffered a season-ending ACL tear. And now they're out. And I'm not sure if Blake Cashman, Neville Hewitt, Anthony Witt, James Burgess Jr. are those guys that can fulfill that role. Because when you look on this this Jets team, top-heavy talent, they're very talented with the names that I've mentioned. And, And I'm not even done mentioning but I'm talking about Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell, Ryan Khalil. I mean, when he gets back, Chris Herndon. They got guys with top-level talent. But then when you start talking about the depth, that's the Achilles heel on this team. And if somebody goes down, which Avery Williams did, now you're thinking to yourself, oof, we were 3-4 defense, but because we might not have faith in another off-ball linebacker, do we switch to a 4-3 defense? Because when you look at these edge rushers in Jordan Jenkins, Brandon Copeland, solid. Those guys are great, but solid. But there's not really anything behind them. So the front seven is really based on the pressure and disruption that the defensive line can present. And these off-ball and edge rusher linebackers need to be able to be playmakers. And unfortunately, they've lost one already. But moving right along to the secondary, Tremaine Johnson brought in as a as a free agent, big-time acquisition last year, had a rough season last year. It wasn't one of his typical seasons. I mean, four interceptions, that's good. He had one TD, that's good. But he had a lot of yards, a lot of receptions, things that, um, that weren't the typical season, not characteristic of Tremaine Johnson. He needs to rebound off of that. And he's the number one corner on this team. 
Dow Roberts, literally due to default, he's going to be your other starting corner, and they've invested in him. So it's not more so he's fighting for the position. It's his position. They've invested in him. Now, is he the guy that can really be the cover, the blitzer? Can he really switch? We're going to find out in this defense quickly, might I add. Now, Jamal Adams, pro bowler at 23. All he needs to do is just be the stud that he is. Just be the pro bowler, the leader. Yeah, he's young. Yeah, he hasn't been in the league that long. But he's already proved what he could do, how he could do it. All he needs to do is be organized, be consistent, and be disciplined back there in the lead in the back end. And Marcus Marcus May, I mean, Jamal Adams and Marcus May were both drafted in the same year thinking that you had your future safeties, which they do. But Marcus May has been affected by injury. And if he can stay healthy and produce, you're looking at the strong suit of the secondary being these safeties. Whereas the cornerback play, I'm not saying it lacks, but what I'm saying is I'm worried about that. I'm worried about that. Now, when you talk about place kicking and field goal kickers, you don't know if to sit there and say this is a position of interest, but it is with the Jets. I mean, they had last year's field goal kicker is no longer on the team. And then after a couple games into this preseason, the field goal kicker that they did have walked into the coach's office and said, I'm done. It's a wrap. I don't have it anymore. So now you have Chandler Catanazero. Is he the guy that's going to get it done? We'll find out. But they say special teams are special for a reason. Because why don't you ask the Chicago Bears on what it means when a place, kick, a place kicker doesn't make that game-winning field goal? It's important. That's why special teams are special. And you don't want your season coming down to your Achilles heel which potentially could be the field goal kicker. Now let's talk about the schedule for these New York Jets, which, you know, this is a very talented team. Like I said, not a lot of deaths, but off the top end, I mean, defensively, when you look at some of the names that I just mentioned, along with some of the other players, Leonard Williams, Quinnen Williams, you got um, Brandon Mosley, Jamal Adams, you got a lot of top end heavy talent. You got players on this team, man. It's a very talented team. You're going into the schedule. First game out the gate, you're hosting the Bills. They should win that game. Second game, that's a Monday night game. You're playing the uh, Cleveland Browns. Now that, to me, is a very interesting game because who are the Cleveland Browns? Are they this team that is super hyped with the addition of Odell Beckham, with the all with the addition of the numerous players that they have on that team. Along with Baker Mayfield, a new head coach, you had the former running back for the Kansas City Chiefs on that team now. A lot of people are picking for a lot of success for the Browns. For me, Monday night, Odell Beckham back in town, they're going to feed him the ball. I think Cleveland wins that game and the Jets lose. Third game of the year, you're going at the Patriots, that's an L. Let's move on. Fourth game of the year, you in Philly. Explosive team. If Wentz can stay healthy, those receivers, that defense, the running backs, 
I'm sorry, I don't feel confident that they could win that game in Philadelphia. Now you start off the season one and three. Woo! But I did say they're the most talented team in New York, right? Well, look at this schedule that's coming up. You got a home game against Dallas. I think they can win that. I think they can win that. With that stout defense, who knows if Zeke Elliott's going to be there. Now, I said that the cornerbacks I'm worried about, but if they can provide pressure on Dak Prescott, they should win that game. Then what's weird is within a short period of time, and I don't know why, because it's weird. It's like they're playing you, you, with there's three, there's only two games, and then they play the 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 New England Patriots again. Now they do have a bye week, which is weird. The fourth week of the season, and the Jets will have a bye week. That's so early. But in the seventh week of the season, the the Jets will be playing the New England Patriots. I think that's going to be a loss. It's because it's going to be on Monday night, and it's the Patriots. Following that game, they're going to be. This is a, 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 a now. Up to this point, you're looking at what two and four for the uh, for the Jets, right? You got the win against the Bills, the win against Dallas, and four L's. Oh my goodness! Six games in, the Jets season is going to be over. At Jaguars, although that's a stout defense. I believe that the Jets will win that game. That defensive line that they have, I believe that they can win that game based on, I keep saying the defensive line, but Le'Veon Bell, I think, can wear down that defense. Sam Darnold's going to make some plays. And I know Patrick, I know Ramsey, he's a, he's a stud on that secondary. But last year, they, didn't, they just didn't put up the way he was talking. At Miami, win. They're playing the Giants. Listen to my previous episode, the same thing that I did, break down the Giants in this particular game. I think that with the talent that the Jets have, a little bit too much for the Giants. I think they win that game. Then they're going to Washington. Washington is trying to figure out who their quarterback can be. Defensively, they're there, but they have issues offensively. Trent Williams, their offensive tackle, is not reporting to camp. Left tackle at that, huge problem, especially when you don't know who your quarterback's going to be. They win that game, and then they're hosting Oakland. Now, usually when you have these West Coast teams that come to the East, although the game is going to be early, it's going to be a 1 o'clock game, I feel that they're going to win this game. Now, you're going to have Antonio Brown. He might light it up, but I just don't know if Oakland is going to have enough to beat the Jets. Yes, I said that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Remember when I said they started off 2 and 4? Five straight wins, right? It continues. They're at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a team where when you look at the roster, they have everything that you need, but they never win. So when saying that, I'm thinking that the Jets are going to take this. Although the Jets are going to be on the road, they're going to take that. And then they're going to host Miami following that win against Cincinnati, and they're going to sweep the Miami Dolphins, making it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wins in a row. Now, we started off two and four, seven wins in a row. They're going to be the hottest team in the league. People are going to start talking about, people are going to start talking about Super Bowl run, how great they're going to be. Well, they're going at Baltimore Ravens on Thursday night. And I think that's where it ends. Because usually the road team that plays on these short Thursday nights, tough defense at that with the Baltimore Ravens, all these wins in a row, I think they lose that game. And I think they lose the following game where they're going to be hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. In that, in that division that the Steelers are in, I think that they're going to need every game that they could get. 
And I think that this is a game where the Steelers might be a little bit more focused, got a little bit more talent, and I really want to going to want to stick it to Le'Veon Bell the way Le'Veon stuck it to the Steelers. I think that the Jets lose this game, and I think they finish off the season with a win at the Buffalo Bills. So for your wins total, that's that's ten wins, ten wins. That's ten wins and six losses. I have the I have the Jets going ten and six next year. Now I could be wrong. I'm thinking they could wish wash or maybe flip on one of these games. What if Cincinnati actually comes to play and they play to their potential? Now you're looking at nine and seven. What if Oakland and Antonio Brown really shreds that secondary that they have? Now you're looking at eight and eight. But I'm confident in the picks that I made. I think that the Jets with the top level talent that they have that they are a 9-10 win team for your New York Jets. You Jet fans should be excited because if the chips fall the right way, you guys, after the dust settles, could be looking at a wild card and some postseason play. That's been a while for the Jets, but I'm confident that the Jets could seriously be looking at making the playoffs this year. Now, as we do with every episode, i like to end this one with a positive note. And for your positive note today, if you never try, you never know. If you never try, you'll never know if you could have done it. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.